There's nothing better than cuddling up next to a warm fireplace on a nice rainy day with some coffee or hot cocoa and listening to some scary stories. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. It's a rainy day here in the swamp, so I decided why not read some good old scary stories for a rainy day. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, turn on notifications so you don't miss a new video, and get ready for these creepy and downright strange stories that'll freak you out tonight. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com swamped and get your way to being your best self. Honestly guys, covering all the stories I do, hearing all these things, all these horrific details, they can sometimes be very taxing on my mental state. Sometimes it can have you feeling just a little bit paranoid at night when things are a bit dark in the room. And that can lead to a taxing and mentally straining lifestyle. So, when I started using BetterHelp and talking to a therapist and started to really vent and talk about these things that kind of plagued me at night, I began to feel a lot better, a lot more rested, and a lot more energized throughout my day because my mental fortitude was more sound. Now, I'm sleeping through the night, not having any more night terrors, and I'm feeling energized and ready to share scary stories with you all. So, if you're looking for therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, no worries, if you get matched with a therapist you don't really vibe with, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge and no questions asked. So, visit BetterHelp.com slash Swamped today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Swamped to get 10% off your first month. My Family Saw a UFO by From Here to There. To give you some context, I am from a large family of 11 children. We lived in many rural towns in the Midwest, and at the time of this encounter, the city we lived in had less than 300 people. The closest town was 25 minutes away, and we needed a local police department. In our village, there was a road that led to a vast canyon where some of the residents of that small town lived. One of the families up there taught vocal lessons, so my mom and three sisters were headed home from there when something strange happened. They were driving along the dirt canyon road when suddenly lights were all around the car from directly above them. My mom sped up and suddenly the lights were on top of the hill where they were approaching and they noticed that it was a round craft with multicolored lights shining down underneath it. My mom pulled over to take a moment to look at it and the second she parked, the craft started moving towards them again, but very slowly. My mom slammed it into gear and sped out of the canyon, the lights following them the entire time. 
I was very young at the time, being the youngest, but I remember them coming in and frantically talking about lights following them home. My dad and I ran outside, and out next to our house. We had a detached garage and workshop, and a UFO was hovering above the garage in perfect silence. We just kind of stared at it. It never landed, and just after a few moments, the thing disappeared within seconds, going like light year speed. There was no sound or gust of wind from the takeoff. It just was there, and then it was gone. I remember thinking I should feel scared at the time, but for some reason, none of us really felt afraid of it until it was gone. I was surprised, but we didn't really feel like we were in danger in the moment. It never did come back, and I've never had an experience like this ever since. But it's it's something I'll forever remember. The silence. I'll, I'll forever remember the silence. How can something like that... How can something that big move that fast, be that silent? It still intrigues me 30 years later and has hooked me on UFO sightings ever since. The Bump in the Woods by Anonymous I love the woods and always have. The peace and serenity it brings me is unmatched. That being said, I experienced something that I still have trouble explaining. Hunting is tremendous in my hometown and the state, so I decided to try to bag a deer three seasons ago. I set up my tree stand and cameras, put out some feed, and would sit out there for hours, just waiting for some unlucky deer to walk by. The land I had permission to hunt was near my family's home, so I could walk to my stand. The land surrounds a bridge for the railroad. The tracks are over the gravel road with a creek that constantly floods. In school, it was a favorite spooky activity that we would go to this bridge that has a lot of history because my town used to be a sundown town, and in the days of segregation, if a person of color was caught outside after the sun was down, they were hung from the bridge. Many lives were snuffed out under that. I had been sitting in my stand and the sun quickly descended. It isn't safe to hunt after the sun goes down, regardless. As I was about to climb, a small buck walked out of the tree line. I sat and watched him. I noticed he was limping. His front leg was broken and I was always taught to show mercy when I saw something like this. So I drew my bow and shot. After the shot, he ran off and I slowly climbed down to begin tracking the blood. After 30 minutes of no luck finding him, I called my friend, who was a good tracker. When he showed up, we started following the trail again. By this time, the sun had gone down entirely and was pitch black. After tracking for an hour or so, we finally spotted him lying at the base of a large tree. I had called my brother to bring his truck so we could get the deer home and process it. So my friend Jay and I sat and waited for him to show up. Sitting in the pitch black, we were enjoying the silence when the sound of pounding footsteps snapped the silence. The footsteps were heavy and fast and were not an animal. It was bipedal and was quick. Jay and I sat there in awe, and I will never forget the look on Jay's face and the horror in his eyes. 
We decided to stand up and discover who or what was out there. We flipped on our headlamps and started yelling, Who's out there? No response came, and the silence returned. No footsteps were running away, and no other noises were heard. My brother showed up not long after, and we loaded the deer. Jay and I decided it was probably one of the poor spirits stuck under the bridge, and the deer blood attracted it, or maybe it was something else. This isn't my only experience near this bridge, but that is a story for another day. I Swear I Saw Her by No Interaction When I was about 10 years old, I was alone in a part of the schoolyard during the morning break. In the country I lived in back then, it was common for schools to have two breaks, a 30 to 45 minute long one in the morning and a one hour long one at lunchtime. There was a tall, big tree there, and I was sitting on one of the large roots that stuck out of the ground. Suddenly, I heard someone approaching me. I turned to see who it was and noticed it was one of my friends. She said, I bet you can't catch me. I told her I could do it and we started running around the tree while I tried to reach her and catch her. We were both laughing, and she was right. She was too fast for me to get her. Then, one of my classmates yelled my name. I stopped running around and turned. The boy who called my name asked, What are you doing running around the tree by yourself? I was about to tell him I wasn't alone when I saw that my friend was no longer there. She was just a few seconds ago, I swear. It was absolutely extraordinary. I just told the boy it wasn't, it wasn't anything. I just felt like doing it. Later that day, I saw my friend and she came and said, Hey, how have you been? It was like she hadn't seen me that day. I didn't say anything about it or what had happened earlier. But while we were talking, she mentioned that she had spent the break in her classroom talking with some of her friends, which was true because I asked them later, and they corroborated her story. This made me think I was crazy as it was impossible that she could be in two places at the same time. Several years have passed since that day and I still can't find an explanation for what happened, and I have never told anyone about it. I still don't know if it's something supernatural, a glitch in the matrix, or if I just imagined it, but I do know what I saw. I would appreciate it if anybody would know, or happen to understand, what's going on. My Stories While Sailing by... SDS-19 I've been sailing for four decades now. Mainly, I sail alone. I like to go out and just enjoy the ocean as well as do a fair bit of fishing. I have a smaller boat for such things. Nothing fancy or big, but big enough to get around and be comfortable enough to sleep in during the short stints that I would sleep. In all my years of boating around and sailing the Atlantic, I've never had an encounter quite like the one I found myself in during the trip I'm about to speak on. First off, being that I sail alone, I generally don't sleep for very long. Depending on where you're at and the preparations you make, you can sometimes get some real sleep on the sea. But I've always trained myself to sleep no more than two hours at a time, as I've always been worried I'd wind up off course, or worse. 
I'm familiar enough with the ocean. I have comfortably slept here and there for eight-hour periods, but I've tried to make no habits out of that, because it's definitely not safe to do so. That's a long story, though, and I'm getting a bit sidetracked. Anyway, for the purposes of keeping my identity private, from henceforth, just call me Dave. The ocean is a beautiful place, and in my opinion, it's a world of its own. Sail the seas long enough and you'll find that, when on land, you're itching to go back out again. For me, having done this sort of thing for most of my life, it has gotten to the point I consider the ocean my home. Life on land is alright, but there's nothing like the thrill and adventure of the unexpected. The ocean provides that in spades. On this occasion, I had been out at sea for about a week. It was late May in 2012 and I was fishing and relaxing. The days had been good to me and I was grateful for another opportunity to be out on the ocean, taking some vacation time off work. The day went wonderfully and the week was coming to an end. I would need to head back in a few days to make sure I got home on time to be there for all of my obligations. Night had eventually fallen and the forecast called for high winds and unsettled ocean with some rain. This is nothing I'm not used to handling, but I decided to try to make it through the night and the storm before attempting to sleep. Everything was calm till about 9pm, when the sun had completely set itself and the storm had actually come upon me to the point that I felt like I was in some sort of movie. The waters were rough and the storm certainly made its presence known to me. This didn't bother me in the slightest and I was fully prepared to handle myself until I heard her voice. I lost my wife to brain cancer roughly seven years prior to this event. She was the love of my life and I had been with her for over 30 years when she passed. She used to go with me on my lengthy excursions out to the ocean and she was and is the only woman I would ever and ever will want in my life. The voice I heard was my wife's. I'm positive of it. I was wide awake and this happened. And at the first bolt of lightning I swore I saw her like you might see someone standing just in the distance. She looked real, and she seemed to be trying to tell me something. I obviously was very perplexed, and I thought initially that maybe sleep deprivation was getting to me. I remember refocusing and looking around me, only to realize that the wind was picking up immensely. My radio was beginning to dip in and out, and my boat was beginning to be slammed. Keep in mind, as I said earlier, my vessel is nice and fully capable of handling the waters, but it's also smaller and only now did I realize the storm was much stronger than the initial forecast said it would be. I didn't panic as the weather taking a sudden turn is fairly common. That said, I did try to radio out and as I did I got nothing. The next thing I knew I looked up in time just to see a large surge of water hit my boat and knock me off my feet. I tried to turn the boat but it was too late. Before I knew it my boat was flipped and I was thrown into the ocean. I remember trying to get my head above water, popping in and out, taking short breaths before BAM! I was hit by another massive wave and being dragged under. I fought with all my might and fury, swimming to the surface again. Gasping for air, I looked up and saw my wife. I could faintly make out two words. Keep swimming. I know how crazy this sounds. On instinct, I trusted my wife's voice and I swam in her direction. I had no way of knowing for sure if this was really her or how it was even possible. But in my heart, something told me to keep swimming her way. I was hit with another blast of water from the ocean. Everything was backward. Up was down, down was up. I truly felt like I was, I was lost. Still, I pressed on swimming with every bit of strength I had. 
Looking out and gasping for air, I could see my wife once again. She wore the red dress she wore the night we celebrated our 30th anniversary. I just remember, focusing on her and not really thinking about anything else but trying to keep afloat. The truth is, reflecting back later, part of me did wonder if I died there would I be reunited with her. Still, in the moment, I was too focused on her image and survival to give up. I pressed forward and swam with all of my might. If it weren't for her guiding image and her voice, I'm sure I would have been completely lost. I went under and would lose my way but would always be able to follow her voice. I probably would have swam circles until I died. Thankfully, as I got closer to my wife, I felt a renewed vigor well up within me. It was because of her, and to this day I can't explain how, that I'm still alive. I swam in her direction for what felt like forever, and I'm sure at least was an hour until she faded. She faded before me within a few feet. She was close enough that I could reach out, but upon trying to touch her I only saw her sweet smile, and then she faded. Instead of her skin I felt the water of just a few feet further in front of me. My boat was sitting upright again bobbing around in the ocean. I was able to reclaim my boat soon after, the storm died down, and honestly, I'm not really expecting anyone to believe me, but that night, I believe my wife saved me from beyond the grave. I can't explain it. I don't know if it was her ghost, my mind playing tricks on me and using her image to keeping I don't know if she was a ghost, my mind playing tricks on me and using her image to keep me going, like some kind of weird survival trick, or if it was something else entirely. But to this day, that is the strangest and most dangerous thing I have ever done on the ocean. The trip back home was uneventful. I never heard my wife's voice or saw her again or ran into any other storm or problem. I still go boating today on the ocean but I wouldn't have been able to survive that night without her there. I won't pretend to know how or why it happened, but I'm thankful it did, and I hope when God finally does decide it's my time that she'll be waiting for me in the afterlife. Something is in the ocean by Squid Vicious USNA Being in the Navy, you get to see a lot of the world, and with two deployments currently under my belt, I have seen a lot of crazy things. However, this occurred during my last deployment, and it's a moment that I will never forget, not just because it left me physically shaken, but because there was no explanation for what we saw that night. I watched from midnight to four in the morning, and my watch station is in a little area right behind the bridge. In this area, I was the supervisor of a small team of four others, ensuring they did their job correctly, which was to make sure we knew where other ships were, who they were, and where they came from. The midnight watch is usually dull, as nothing really happens around that time. The bridge team tended to keep to themselves around that time and only came to bug us when they had questions about a ship or any possible ships in the area. We had one person out on the bridge to talk to the lookouts and people stationed around the ship who made visual reports to the bridge on other boats or any marine life near us. To ensure I knew what the lookouts were reporting, I hooked up a speaker to the station that guards used to talk to each other and make reports. Usually during this time, the lookouts like to talk about nonsense and gossip amongst each other, although I will admit a lot of their conversations were funny. On this particular night, however, one of the lookouts made a report to the bridge, and I knew something was wrong because she sounded highly nervous. 
Here is the initial statement. Bridge, Port Fantail? Go ahead, Port Fantail. Bridge, the, the water behind us is, uh, glowing. Say again? I can't explain it any other way, but the water is glowing. What the hell? I said to myself. I went out to the bridge and talked to my guy, ensuring he also heard what I heard. We both reported it to the junior officer of the watch, or the J-O-O-W, and he thought it was weird as well, but claimed that it might be bioluminescent algae. Although, uncommon, it did make sense to me. I told my guy to return the word to Lookout, hoping it would calm her down. As I returned to my station, I heard the Lookouts talking through the speaker, teasing and making fun of her reporting glowing algae. After that, all seemed normal. About 20 minutes later, I heard the lookout come out again, talking to one of the other lookouts. Starboard Fantail, Port Fantail. Yeah? Do you see the water glowing in the distance? Uh, yeah, what about it? I think it's following us. <laughs> You're stupid. No, no seriously, look, look, look at it. We passed it about 20 minutes ago. We shouldn't be able to see it anymore. You're either really tired or paranoid. You need to calm down. After that, the lookout again reported it to the bridge and this time to the J-O-O-W, told him to pass the word to inform him that the glowing algae was getting closer. I went outside to check it out and even I saw it. Although it could be nothing, I was on edge. Then, out of nowhere, I know the glow rapidly was getting closer to the ship, coming in from behind at a speed that made no sense for it to be algae. I ran back inside and heard the lookouts making the report, but before I could inform the bridge, the water around the ship started to grow intensely. The glowing faded slowly, then got brighter every few seconds, and everyone on the bridge was utterly dumbfounded. No one moved or spoke a word, they just stood in place watching as the bridge filled in and out with this ominous green glow. This went on for a couple of minutes, but felt like an eternity. I don't know what the others were thinking but I thought this was the end. We then watched as whatever was glowing beneath the ship slowly moved away from us, moving ahead of us. Then, in a sudden flash of light, it was gone entirely. Everyone on the bridge remained silent for about another minute, and even though everyone was shaken up, we all tried to get past it, and many went on like it never happened. Since there was no official report of the incident and it was never passed down to the other watches, this event technically only happened to those who witnessed it which happens more than you would think out in the open ocean. The captain should have been informed of what happened. I have not been able to stop thinking about that day and I haven't told anyone about it, not even my wife and family. Not because they won't believe me, but because they worry about me constantly when I'm out at sea. So I've kept it to myself until now. I wanted to share what I experienced and pass the word on to the swamp that there is something in the ocean. What is it? I don't know. And that truly terrifies me. Central Virginia Spookiness by Janie Bow. I grew up in a densely forested rural area in Central Virginia, and like most kids my age, 10 at the time of this story, I spent a lot of time playing in and around the woods. My best friend and I found a creek one day while exploring different deer trails through the woods. This creek we happened upon was a rare find, and the perfect spot for us to play. It was wide and deep enough to swim around in, and had nice, soft mossy banks on either side to rest on after we had tired ourselves out. The water was cool and clear, with no copperheads and no mosquitoes because the water was constantly running. 
we were psyched. After a few hours of swimming, we had to walk back home for lunch, but made plans to pack lunch the next day so we could have a picnic on the creek banks and spend the whole day there. The next morning, we set up for the woods at around 1pm, planning to have the picnic first and swim after. We entered at the same spot we had the previous day and followed what we thought was the same deer trail. It was not. At the point where we should have found the creek, we walked into a small clearing that was covered in a huge thick ferns. We had never walked past this before, so being both hungry and tired of walking, we both decided to eat in the clearing. We laughed and played around there for a little while, spitting watermelon seeds at each other from our lunch. It was an absolute blast and we were both in wonderful giddy moods. That all changed, however, as soon as we packed up and set out to find the creek. As we walked on, the woods started to feel darker and colder. We got skittish, and I noticed my friend kept whipping her head around to look behind us. After about an hour of walking, we came upon what looked like an entire overgrown bathroom. The sink, toilet, and bathtub all sitting arranged together and covered in ivy. It is common to find weird stuff like this in the middle of the woods, so we just walked on and made jokes to lighten the mood, calling it Bigfoot's bathroom. After another hour of walking and not seeing anything we recognized, we started to panic. Instead of trying to reach the creek, we were now just trying to find our way back home, or out of the woods at least. I told her we should follow the sun, and eventually we would come up upon a road or someone's property where we could find help. She insisted on trying to find another way, and we began yelling at each other out of fear, and let's be honest, little girl bossiness. I told her if she thought she was so right, she should just go on her way, and we would see who got out first, so we split up. Now, as an adult, I can fully acknowledge I was being a stubborn brat, and a bit of an idiot. The worst possible thing we could have done was split up. Not even 10 minutes after splitting up, I began to hear someone walking maybe 100 feet behind me. Thinking it was my friend, deciding to go my way after all, I slowed down so she could catch up to me. Instead, whatever it was matched my pace. I slow down, it slows down. I stop, it stops. This went on for what felt like hours. The whole time I was going back and forth on whether it was in my head or it was really something following me. I picked up a big stick, swung it a few times to make sure it was sturdy, just to make sure that if I had to hit somebody with it, it would last, and trucked on. As it began to get dark, I came upon something that made my heart sink into my stomach. It was Bigfoot's bathroom. I had just walked in a huge circle, for hours, despite being 100% sure I was following the sun west the entire time. Confused and frustrated, I sat down on a log and just screamed my little heart out while smacking my sticks together repeatedly into the ground. As I tried to collect myself, I heard footsteps again, walking up on from behind me. I called out my friend's name, as loud as I could but got no answer. Then, after a short pause, the steps began to run towards me. I jumped up and booked it as fast as I could in the opposite direction. Now, this is truly the horrifying part which I typically omit while telling people this story. As I was sprinting through the darkening woods, I began to hear what I thought were church bells. I looked up to see the darkest, deepest cloud I have ever seen in my life. In the middle of it, it was so black, like it was looking into the night sky, 
and the dark gray around it seemed to be swirling. It gave me a horrible feeling to look at, almost like nausea. What sickened me further is that I realized the sound of the bells were coming through the hole in the cloud. They were definitely loud. I mean, really booming out of this thing. When I realized this, I stopped dead in my tracks. I felt a sense of absolute and overwhelming dread that has gone unmatched in all my 24 years on this planet. Something in my head began screaming that if I do not run away from whatever the hell that cloud was, no one would ever see me again, and I would be gone. I did not want to run toward the thing, chasing behind me either though, so I made a sharp right and took off away from both. It was now completely dark, and I was running blindly through the trees smacking through branches, wheezing and tripping every few feet for what seemed like another hour, until I smacked into something low and flew over it, hitting the ground so hard that the air in my lungs was knocked out of me. As I lay there trying to recover, I realized I could not hear the bells anymore. Then my eyes adjusted to the dark, and I realized what had just made me go ass over teeth. It was an old fence. Grabbing hold of it, I prayed that it would lead me to a farm, and sure enough, it did. I walked up over a hill about a mile to get to the farmhouse, explained what had happened, and the farmer graciously gave me a ride back home. I was covered head to toe in scrapes, oozing blood, and was more exhausted than I had ever been in my entire life, but I was finally safe. It was past 9pm when I finally walked through the front door. My friend had gotten back home shortly after we split and figured I had as well, so I hadn't told anybody I was lost, and my family just figured I was still out after dark, which wasn't very uncommon for me. They were shocked when I walked in beat up and crying. No one had been looking for me at all. To this day, I wonder how long they would have waited to come find me if I had not been lucky enough to find the fence, and if it would have been too late. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true rainy day horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to smack that like button. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it to fresh new eyes and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload multiple episodes every single week on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Stories like yours will help keep this show going on a daily basis. I would love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. It helps me pick better stories in the future, and I just love seeing your reviews. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcast, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Be sure to join me over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and all the other fun social medias, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.